Hey, Serena's in there! In that butthole! He's gonna go score with her. Why is it always a guy with a van? We gotta save her before Hartson bones her again. Yeah, he's out of control! <laughs> and, um, I just wanna say, um, you can score first if you want to, butthead. Beavis, I'm not gonna score. And you're not gonna score. We're gonna score. Yeah! 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 Now let's go score before I change my mind. Yeah. <laughs> All we need now is a car. Hmm. Um, butthead? Um, we're, we're in a car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You really brought your A-game today, Beavis. to you from beautiful upstate New York. This is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. But wait, there's more. We have talk about the new exciting pinball machine that just came out. The, uh, which one would that be? Oh, maybe you're talking about um, Spinal Tap? Nope. No, um, no. They had a great, you know, they had a great Comic Con about it. They had Ozzy Osbourne there doing the music, and they had Seth MacFarlane in in his booth. You know, it. This is a great game. What do you What do you think it was? I think Venom's great, Bruce. It is. I think the artwork is awesome by McFarlane. The music really kicks ass with Ozzy. <laughs> I don't think Ozzy's in the game, but yes. Oh, yes, I am. You bastard. And I can't wait for tomorrow night with, uh, with uh, the, the stream, you know, the showing off from Stern, you know. Okay, this is episode 191, and this is Bruce gloating on how he was correct. Mm-hmm. Because Venom was not at uh, Comic Con. Yeah, because everyone else went with the 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 stupidness, I would say. And well, here's, I knew here's, I knew it wasn't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, this is my opinion. I think it was supposed to be out by now. I mean, I guarantee you they they committed to being at this at San Diego Comic Con Stern. That is probably at least you know a year ago, eight months ago. But they didn't want to pay for a full booth, and they and they well that too, you know they're they're frugal, you know. Stern. Yes, so but, uh, but it it was a deal where I'm sure Venom was supposed to be out already because remember they cut the one they were supposed to have two cornerstones and they cut it down to one. I guarantee it was supposed to be out already. They would have been in there. And it's like well, let's go in the booth with the guy you know who did Venom. The Ozzy thing. I mean, Ozzy was in there because what? He did some kind of comic al- thing with, with McFarlane or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with Stern whatsoever. I think literally they were just going to be there and have some Venoms in the booth. But I it's not out yet. I don't think it's going to be Venom still. I, you're wrong there. It's 100% going to be Venom. Mm. Uh, okay. Then maybe I can glow at how I'm right when it's Venom. When it is, if it is. The most important thing is they were right across from the Beavis and Butthead booth. Butthead, and, yes. and, and if they weren't fucking talking to them, I'm going to be so pissed. Yep, I would say fail. Come A on, guys. Fungus fail. I watched the first two episodes, i.e. first four episodes of the show. You need oh, to make this game. The I first, didn't see their, The first episode's on YouTube, Bruce. It's public. I, I, you you I don't even need Paramount it. Plus, which you I have, have anyway. Plus. I yes. have Paramount Plus, so I'm, yes. I'm fine with that, but I didn't even see that they 
because usually to put in the top banner of when you're on the app. Let, let, let me just describe a synopsis of, of some of the stuff you'll see. You'll see Beavis and Butthead get stuck in a box. Hmm. It's as brilliant as it sounds. Then another one where they are going to make honey because they want to get a beehive and make honey because they figure they can get tons of money that way. Wow, nice. Yeah, so they get a wasp nest instead because they don't know what bees look like. Yikes. Of course. And Mr. Anderson's in the episode, which All makes right. no sense. They're supposed to be 25 years in the future. No one has aged. Mr. Van Driesen looks exactly the same. Mr. He's Anderson hot. looked exactly the same. He should be dead by now. No, no. People live past 70 or 80. Uh, yeah, but he was 70 in the original show. He should be yeah. near death. He looks exactly the same. I look exactly the same, boy. What the <laughs> hell? I'll tell you what. Uh, they, they, it's the exact same format as the original show and that each half hour episode has two different episodes mm-hmm. with uh, videos during them. Except now, instead of music videos, there's music videos, TikTok videos. There's an ASMR video, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, Beavis is a big BTS fan, it <laughs> turns out, wow. which is hilarious. So, Ron, can you please say it again? Because I can. I love when I hear this. Uh, Bruce is right. Venom wasn't there. A lot of a lot of podcasts and a lot of people said it was coming, and they were all drinking the Kool Aid. Well, the simple the thing. I know what you're the, saying, the, but I don't think it was the thing. I should have looked at is the simple fact that Stern just doesn't release Do, games no, they at don't. shows. They they no. haven't done that in forever. Forever, and then everyone drank the Kool Aid and went. They're going. We're gonna do it. What was the last time they had one in a show? Was it Star Wars? And it was like a European show. It was a European show. It wasn't yeah. even us. Yeah, it wasn't and even that, us. It, it was. Wasn't a, even us. It was uh, those Europeans. You know. Yeah. God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I, I have right on here. Yeah, no venom. <laughs> but I also had Beavis and Butthead booth, so make, make it happen, that is, Stern. Make it happen, They were Stern. right there. They took a picture. I, uh, I got the picture. It's just the right across from the Beavis and Butthead booth. Do it. Yep. It's <sighs> hot right now, and of course. It's hot for two seasons, guys. I Movie know. just came out. Do it. Even if you get it at the end of the second season, that might encourage them to go for a third season. Oh, yeah, definitely. They'll go for a third season because of the game. Yes. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty cool, butthead. <laughs> yeah, 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 thanks, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, and just to explain, folks, uh, we're doing a little different format today because Bruce doesn't know how to schedule properly. I, kn- I didn't schedule this guest. Somebody else did. So this is why it's all screwed up. No, I scheduled the uh, guest and we agreed on the time and everything was normal. And then like three days before we're going to record, you're like, uh, can we record like an hour earlier? Like yeah, why? Because I, I have, have to leave at 930. Like what? I'm going to say 945. I'm going to give you extra 15 minutes. Jesus. So we're going to have Adam. will be Adam from uh, he runs the Saratoga. Adam Lambert from the- Queen. <sighs> Oh, don't even say Queen. I, I That's hate what it is. No. It's Adam Lambert with Queen. No, it's not even with Queen. Stop. I'm so I, I'm, I, I'm so over that. It's not Let's Queen. See. There's no Freddie Mercury. I know that's what they call it, but it's wrong. But I'm just telling you. <sighs> Adam Lambert plus Queen. No. That's what I said. I'm just telling you. Hey. We're, we're going to have Adam Deutschman on, which I hope I'm saying his last name right. But he runs the Saratoga Pinball Show, which is going to be Ooh. next weekend. Which we're both going to be there, so you can come and ask for our autographs. Yeah, so we're going to bring him on, 
because we're he's going to be on at the nine o'clock. We agreed to. Right, Bruce. Wah, 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 yeah, wah. great, great scheduling. So, and 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 you're going to get a treat, folks, because I'm not editing this thing. So Fuck if you yeah. want, if you want to hear, well, other than splicing some stuff, if you want to hear what one of these sounds like without any editing of any kind, this is it. This is it. So, and and if you think it's good enough, the awkward pauses, all the shit that's going to be left in, let me know, and you'll make my life much happier because then I just won't edit anymore, and it'll be great. So tell Ron it sucks right off the bat. No, don't do that. Okay. Well, no, no. <laughs> be honest. Be honest, folks. So what What else was I going to say? So, yeah. So this is going to be a slightly different format. Instead of going in the beginning, we're going to wait till the end. The end. Uh, <laughs> me and Bruce were in a uh, pinball trivia contest. We were. I just want to put a shout out to Pinheads. Yes, Pinheads. Thank- I got my stuff from Pinheads, so thank you, yep. guys. Pin- I did receive it. So they, they do a trivia every other month. Yep. Pinball trivia, and usually it's it's usually between Zach and uh, Joe Cherovino. Usually one or the other wins, but Zach has been out the last two trivias. So yeah, I, got, I don't know what's going on with him. So I got to win the last one, and then this most recent one, I got to win again. And what were you? But since I was third, you were you were turd. You were a turd. I was, I was a turd. Yeah, but I did do pretty. I I was catching up. I was catching up towards the end. So look for them on Twitch. It's Pinheads with a Z, of course. P-I-N-H-E-A-D-Z. It's a fun time. I enjoyed myself. It's it's just about an hour's worth of you know time and have fun with pinball. And questions we all are, love that. Questions are everything from IFPA to game pop bumpers and that kind of stuff. So how many pop bumpers are on whatever? Yeah, exactly. You're like, huh? If you have a touch screen, I would suggest using that because you could probably do it faster. Yes. Unless you're like Zach and can click in like half a second. I I actually, you know, have to move the cursor to the thing I want to hit and then click on it. And that takes time. You're old. Uh, Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What else do I have? So, did you hear the Jersey Jack interview on the super not awesome one, pinball show? Not one bit. Oh, I didn't hear somebody else comment about uh, on their own podcast, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Well, a lot of people commented about the interview. But the, the thing is, and listening to Jack, it's it's like listening to Gary, this, the salesman. Oh, and, I know. And then, and you get, it, I've been hearing it for and, 10 and, years And, and yes, you hear a lot of the same stuff. Oh, that, that's why I, I always like when Gomez is on because he's not a salesman. No, and, he's, and he's says a, stuff that he probably engineer. shouldn't be saying because he's just, he's an engineer. But yeah, and and it's man, I wish they would like when you listen to a Gary Stern interview. I, I might have said this last episode. He doesn't mention other pinball companies. It's like they don't exist. It's anti. It's it's just this Stern, and that's it. That's all he it's talks taboo. about is his own company. Which I greatly prefer to these interviews where everyone throws shade at everyone. Well, except well, except Deep Root when he was like calling out everyone. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, well, well you know, brother, we're gonna change the industry, dude, and I'm gonna do it for my prison cells. I'm getting butt fucked. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Can you put some more lube on that thing? Yeah, brother, I need some lube, dude. <laughs> so, uh, but you know. He, uh, 
he constantly throws shade at Stern over and over oh, again. He's, he's, oh been, he's totally bitter over what happened. You know, I mean, according ago. to him, I mean, he's the reason they did so many runs of games like The Simpsons and Lord of the Rings because he was their number one distributor, Monop- which is Monopoly. true. Well, Monopoly of uh, the the Lord of the Rings uh, LE was because of him. Yep. I mean, the Austin and, Power Gold, and a lot of that is true. I mean, he was their largest distributor. Uh, but let's see some notes. Some have been mentioned on other podcasts. The one that hasn't been mentioned at all, which I'm trying to think either they didn't hear it or I heard an earlier version of the podcast. Maybe it was censored out. I don't know, but, um, they turned down jaws. They, they worked for two years on the jaws license, but they couldn't get anything beyond the movie poster. No, Jesus Christ. That's lame. And like Stern has it now. That was the insinuation. Okay. So that's the one thing. Yikes. Then they were talking about. Well, he was talking about licensing and how, you know, they're not going to do things if they can't get all the rights, etc. Glossing over pirates completely, of course, as you would if you make a statement like that. For those at home, pirates, they got nothing. They literally got the name. Yeah. They got no clips from the movie. And one actor. They got nothing. Well, they hired him separately. He's one of the character actors from the movie and had him do the entire script. So, so, yeah. We'll gloss over that. All the other ones they did, they got licensing for. But that one... They learn their lesson. They, they learn their lesson. Um, they turned down Rush. Yeah. Basically, he said, you know, not just to say, um, what, what did he say? Not to throw shade so, in so anyone. Well, he I said, got, he, well, he said got, like, would you, we thought, would you rather do a band that's had 40 million albums or one that's had 110 million albums, meaning Guns N' Roses? And yeah, he said the course. name of the band, which they bleeped out. But unless they did a cut, it was very obviously a one-word band name. And if you look up one-word band names that sort of sold 40 million albums, guess who you come up with? Rush or so, Kiss. I'm so, thinking uh, that's uh, only two. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is the truth. I think we've sold far more albums than that, Bruce. <laughs> I'm Gene Simmons of Kiss, and we've sold hundreds and hundreds of millions. We've sold more albums than Queen, I'm but sure. It's, it, it, but it's funny how they just, like, they dig and dig, they dig. and dig. But I don't believe he said that. He, he even said, like, I probably shouldn't say this or something to that effect. And they bleeped out where he said Rush, but, I mean... I think it was pretty obvious he said Rush. So, so according to them, Rush came to them first, so and, they, Stern, and they turned so it down. St- so Stern gets all the scraps from Jersey Jack. It so Stern's like. sleeper hit that sold way more than they thought it would Rush, they got because Jersey Jack didn't want it. Yeah. But the band they got instead will have you know they, they've sold way more of those than Stern will sell Rushes. Yeah, I guarantee. So. So there you go for that one. Uh, the other, the interesting, the really interesting one was Toy Story. So according to Jack, they had the license for Toy Story one through three, and it was mm-hmm. supposed to be Pat Lawler's game after dialed in. Okay. But they ended up, they got the Wonka license and they had to do that first. So he did Wonka. By the time they got to Toy Story, the fourth movie had been out. Yep. So they decided to go back in and negotiate. They got four, and they decided to go with four. Like, they chose to go with four. You have chosen poorly. Now, that's, that's what he said. I, I, that, if he did that, then he's the worst businessman ever, because I think one through three is a lot better than just one movie alone. If you did the whole you know, saga of Toy Story, you would have had so much more. You probably would have some people complaining like, oh, you know, we, we missed this and we missed that. But guess what? There was so much more. Here's the thing, though. 
I heard another story. I heard it a couple years ago, and then I just heard it again from a completely different person, the exact same story. So I figured, here's, here's rumor, rumor. Well, what I heard was when Jack got the licensing, when he got the license for Toy Story 1 through 3, it was like the pirate's license. Nothing. Like where they had really, they couldn't use clips. They had very little they could use. So they technically had the license, but they didn't really have assets. Okay. So after the pirates thing, you know, they went back and renegotiated. And when they renegotiated, Disney was like, well, you can use stuff from four. And that's what they went with. Uh, and if that was the choice, that seems to be more, if that was the choice, I think that was a smart move. But in the, problem i have is why did you let yourself get screwed in the first three well they let themselves get screwed in pirates so well (laughs) fool me once my fault fool me twice i'm a dumbass (laughs) but i mean that's that's i've heard that i heard that like years apart from two different people completely unrelated people so i'm like hmm yeah where there's smoke there's fire and that would that would kind of make sense that they, you know, why would why would you use four if you could use one through three, right? I, I mean, agree. you know more than I do because I I haven't seen any of them. But let's say like is four like um, what the um, what was the the Star Wars movie after Return of the Jedi like the next one in the be, the return well, the, ne- the next one would in num- numerical would be seven you know yeah seven, what, what but- what's seven what, what's the title of that one uh, what's the name I can't even give me two the seconds Jedi <laughs> begins returns or something yeah or something some like that. shit whatever see you see, see how much I care about the other Star Wars movies but is that like the equivalent is that what Toy Story four is to no, the original trilogy no, no, no. no it's not that bad no 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 I, I actually don't mind four but it's the weakest one Force Awakens okay. But no, four is okay, but uh, there was so much more funnier stuff in one through three. Okay. There really was. Because that, that would make sense. if Because technically everything he said would still be correct in the interview. They had the license for one through three, and they have the license through one through four, but they could very well only have assets for four. Yeah. Fail. So, but it was, it was a good interview. I mean, he, he he's a salesman, so... Oh, yes, and we're trying to get our salesman on, and boy, oh, get working on that, Ron. Oh, well, well, Gary was already on an interview. I know. Boy, a podcast that no one's fucking ever heard about, but it's a, it's a great uh, well, thing for local well, Chicago. Well, no, I, I've heard of Barstool Sports before, but I mean, in a pinball realm, no. No. So it was like... Um, the interviewer knew nothing like pinball and all that. So and she was not even oh, good. She? Okay. You know, I had douche chills. Like, what do you think? Of, you know, I was like, ah. So Gary hey. got to do his usual spiel about, spiel, you know, of course. 85% of the industry. It's, it's going yeah, down a losing, little bit. He's losing it. He's losing it. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I didn't think I was pissed. I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? You realize if he was on here, he would do the same spiel, too. I know, but I, I direct them a different way. You direct them a different way because of yes. your awesome interviewing skills. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I would talk about his father. Get him nostalgic. Talk about the good old times. When you started at Williams in the back room, like helping out, what was it like? You know, you're going to tug at the heartstrings. Get him to yes. open up in a way yes. never before. Yes. 
getting some alcohol in him beforehand would probably help too. Oh, I'm going to send him a case of fucking vodka. That's all it would be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're really going to change it up here. We're going to go straight to the ball bag. Well, no, 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 no. Hold what, on. What? what uh, no. Uh, no. It is Ventnor Avenue. You okay. knuckle fucking heads. Oh, okay. So, so no one knows what you're talking about. So on, I, that's why I did it on the pinball show. Yes. Uh, with Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. They mentioned you. Yeah, they called me out. They were making fun of the fact that you hate Lawler, but the one game you own is Monopoly, uh, which is hilarious. a lot of Lawler games. That's the problem they did not bring uh, up. The problem they did not bring up. That doesn't make sense. But yes. Uh, yeah, they How made, many Lawler games have you owned? They made, they made fun of uh, what you... Uh, like what square on the Monopoly. Because, f- folks, uh, Bruce is one of the few people in the world. Uh, one of 40. One of 40. That has a – and it's called Platinum Edition, guys. I, I don't yes. remember what they called it. Yeah. They called it the Platinum. No, they didn't call it Platinum. They called they it call something this, else. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's Platinum Edition. Limited, they called it like Limited Edition, you know, something like that. It was weird. But they were making fun of uh, saying you had like uh, Marvin Gardens or some yeah. other terrible. No, I did not have Mediterranean like Zach would have. And <laughs> well, someone got Boardwalk, so you know, or Park I Place. No, I know who has Boardwalk. It's Hasbro. Hasbro. Wait a minute. So they. It's it, actually in, in the, the in their building. In, in their building. Ah. Okay. It is actually there. So the the highest one that a person owns is Park Place. Okay. So what? Well, you, you were saying something else. So, uh, oh, yeah. you were asking me what Lawler games I own. Uh, yes, I, I so dialed in. Dialed in. Okay, now I've owned a lot more than dialed in for Pat Lawler games. Let's see. Let me see if I can. You had a safe cracker. I remember yeah. that. You probably had an Adams Family at some point. I did. Uh, did you ever have what? an Earthshaker or a Whirlwind? Yes, yes, uh, yes, and yes. Uh, so you probably had most of his Williams stuff at some point. Yep. Uh, what else? Come on. I had Twilight Zone. Uh, oh, that's right. You Twilight Zone. Did you ever have uh, No Good Gophers? Yes. You did. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's only one I did not have. Oh, only one. Uh, Bonsai Run. You got it. So, wow. You oh, had all his Williams games. Yes. Which would be people who would say are his best games. And now, how many do I have left of those? You have Monopoly. Yeah. Out of all of them. Monopoly is the one that just won me over. It did. I like the game. I, I love the theme. The theme is actually awesome. If I was going to get another Pat Lawler game, it'd be Whirlwind. Whirlwind. I've owned three. Feel would, the would be power four. of the wind. Yeah, I, I've owned three. It'd be four. Mm-hmm. All right. But I would never own another. Safe Cracker. It's a cute gimmick game. Twilight Zone. You all know about Twilight Zone and Adam's Family for me. Another show note. This will probably be our last episode for August. Because <gasps> it is just too packed. We got next weekend is Saratoga show. Mm-hmm. Weekend after that for me is the New York City Pinball Championships. Weekend after that is more Rochester stuff, including Death Ball. So, Death Ball. so it'll probably be the last episode until September. Sorry, folks. Unless we record like no. At- no, we could. We could no, record not- on live no. on location nope. for Death Ball. Nope, not doing any of that shit. I'm calling <sighs> it right here so you don't Yeah. But we'll be back, but it won't be till September. It gives us more time to get Gary on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, more time to get Gary on. Let's see. Uh, Ball back time. We should ask Timmy on. Well, we'll wait till uh, Venom comes out, because I'm sure he's on that. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about for New York pinball. Oh, uh, for yes. Real fast one. So, ball bag. Come on, Bruce. Where's your... Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Oh, 
Okay, this uh Okay, enough. This is from <laughs> from Tom. Hey, got a minor tech question for the Spinner King. I got a Deadpool Pro and my Dazzler Spinner doesn't go match. Well, I can't really edit that, can I? So, yeah, the Spinner doesn't go much past 15 spins. The bend gets caught on the edge of the orbit guide and kills the spins. I've tried bending it to level it out, but then the spins stop registering, so I put it back. Do I need a washer in between there? It takes about four good rips to qualify multi-ball, but I think if it was in your house, it would be... um, it would be less. It would be less. Okay. The email looks weird. It put like the image text, like right in the sentence. Uh, I was looking at this, comparing it to mine and it literally mine looks kind of the same. I, I'd have to physically look, look at it. I, I checked mine and mine, mine does not hit the, the, it's the left, the spinner on the left orbit and the wire form for the spinner. It's really close to the lane guide the metal guide itself. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying on his, it's hitting the guide. So it's like killing the spinner. Once you, you're just one of three things you can do. You either put a whip washer to raise it up a little bit. So the problem with raising it up. And I looked at it is the bracket that holds it is screwed directly into the lane guide itself. Okay. So, so I now, don't know how you're going to change the level there. Yes. It's okay. So you take it off and then you take a little Dremel and you cut out a 16th of an inch. Of what? Of the lane guide itself. Uh, yeah, you could you could cut the lane guide. You could try yep. taking the spinner out and changing the actual shape. Yep. Because when I'm looking at I bend Tom's compared to mine, his goes a more of a 90-degree angle straight down when it comes out of the you know, the mounting hole where it's mounted. Mm-hmm. Mine is more like it's, it's not 90 degrees, so it sits off of the lane guide more, so it doesn't hit it. I mount it all the time. Uh, so that's that's what I would try. <laughs> yes. Or it's one not. Of those, it'd be easier or. if I was looking at, you know, if I was physically yes. there. But that's not it. He also has a game for us. <gasps> I'll give several clues of what pinball machine I'm thinking of. After each clue, take a guess and see which of you guesses it right. I think I saw the picture, but let me look real fast. Give me two seconds. This is going to take me a... No, you don't need to see it. Cursor over to see the white text. I will try not to mess up any technicalities for Bruce to correct. Mm, so clue I love that. one, clue one, which I don't know how we're going to get it right here. A pin made by Stern. Yeah. And I saw the picture. Didn't he give us a picture? No, there's no pictures. The picture thought- is of the uh, spinner. Oh, so a pin made by Stern. What's your guess, Bruce? Stern electronics or Stern. I think it's new Stern. New Stern. So you literally got to just name a random game and hope you get NASCAR. It. NASCAR. I'll say Godzilla. Because I know you, you love making fun of me for that. Let's see. Did we win? Uh, no, uh, I don't know. Uh, music themed. Music themed. Kiss. I'll say Metallica. Clue three. Two flippers. Uh, so we, we both could be right still. Yep, still could be right. Okay, I'm sticking with mine. I'm sticking with Kiss. Clue four. Features a ball-eating snake. Well. And cue the oh my from Bruce. Oh my. Uh, I think we know who won this one. Answer Metallica. I enjoy the humor and entertainment. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Keep in touch with yourself. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Next one is from Mike. Hi, Mike. 
Uh, local Mike. He's from my area. Hey, guys. Heard your last show regarding Toy Story 4. Totally agree on the music, the sound package, the virtual flipper lag. I actually think most sound packages are pretty weak and sound a lot like Candy Crush, including Wonka and Total Mutant. Total. No. What is TNA? it? TNA. No. What, what's the full name? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. okay. Don't think either would last long for a home use game. Now that I've worked on a TS4, uh, yes, he he kind of helps out at the local. Where? Yeah, the local, the place by me. I After having worked on a TS4, I can confirm that the slingshot pong and non-jumpable ramp issue is voltage-related. A part of me believes Pat Lawler had another vision for the game and it got costed out, which might be the reason for his retirement. Although the prices are going up on games, the mech creativity seems to be on the decline. Luckily, we always have homebrews. We have everything. Mm-hmm. And if I remember Mike, I think Mike is a band leader, like a school band leader. So if he, anyone knows music, it would be him. Mm. Uh, I have something to tell you, Ron. I know sit down is going to be a big surprise for you. Uh, okay, hold on. I have one more sentence in this email. Okay. By the way, I formally request to be on the show. Yeah, I, I told him he's in the queue. We literally, okay. we're so popular now. We have a queue of we people who want to be now. in. People want to be on. My pinball Airbnb will be opening its doors in September. My wife has been hard at work at making pinball game covers for people. So I've had some stuff to talk about. And she also makes the, the pinball floor mats. She gave me a Beavis and Butthead one. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'd like, also like to explain why Quicksilver sucks and how to pronounce Champs Ulysses, which I know I said wrong again. And then I'll gladly accept my lifetime ban on the show. Yeah, yeah, that, you already got it. You got quick. No, you don't. You don't say that about Quicksilver. He must really suck at pinball. Delete. Okay, <laughs> what, what, what are you saying? Uh, what was it? Oh, so uh, sit down, Ron. This is gonna be a I'm big sitting. shock. I'm sitting. Okay, okay. The Rochester Pinball Collective is getting. A Toy Story Four. I already knew that. <laughs> I know, but now you you know that it's just you know this happens, of course, and so we'll have it in September. Okay, and and you're not going to have it in the tournament. I don't want it in the tournament. No, <laughs> unless you could. I mean, you could almost take it as a challenge to make it hard enough to put it in a tournament. So we put. I know what we do. We put safe cracker flipper bats on. Ah! <laughs> hey, if it's Lawler, he would approve. Would approve. Well, one thing, you know, that mini flipper on the, the upper right, mm -hmm. one advantage of that I found is that if you're a multi-ball and, yeah. and you're doing some staging action, like you got a ball on the left flipper, a ball on the right flipper, you don't have to actually stage. You can still hit the right orbit without the flipper being down oh because my. it's a mini flipper. So that's pretty neat. I don't know if that's why it was done, but I thought, I thought that was pretty neat that you can do that. Yes, I said something was neat about Toy Story. Let's see. Uh, oh, God. Ryan C. Ryan C. Uh, yes, the Champs Ulysses. You know, he said, he, said I, he, he said it wrong, and then he sent an email that showed us how to say it correctly, and he said he sent it. Remember we said we didn't get it? Yep. I still can't find it. He has proof. He's, he's, he shows where he forwarded it, but um, I still can't find it. So let's listen to it here. 
Bonjour, this is Julian the Frenchman who makes French pronunciation videos here on YouTube and Jean Valilday. The name of the most famous of all. What the fuck is that? We drop our guns when the bullets fire at us. Jean Valilday. Okay, okay, hold on. They might be able to hear it from my feed. Let's How see. How to pronounce with the typical French pronunciation? Champs Élysées. Champs Élysées. Champs Élysées. The Avenue of the Champs Élysées. Champs Élysées. Champs Élysées. I chomp champs. my Champs Élysées. No, oh wow, <laughs> we were not even remotely close with that. I like champs. I like champs Élysées better. I'm gonna. We're Americans. We're gonna <laughs> we're say. We're Americans. It, we're right. We're gonna we're be gonna doing say this. We're gonna say however we want. We're Americans. So screw you. It's champs Élysées, dumbass. <laughs> All right. America. America. Fuck yeah. All right. That isn't a very American thing. Like I know this is the way you say to say it, but no, we're saying it our way. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. All right. Let's see next email. Follow up from Ballbag One Eighty Nine. This is this is uh, from Bob. He's the one who had the firepower two. Yeah, or the firepower two. Thanks for trying to resolve my tech question with the firepower two orbit not registering. Forgot to mention this orbit is pretty important because when it hits at the right time, it lights the bonus holdover. Yes, it's on the left, the left to right orbit shot. Yeah, and he sent some pics. Yep, it looks like the it looks like almost it almost looks like a gate but it's, it's it, got it, a wire form yeah yeah it is it is a gate it's a gate that actually moves yeah i mean well that you move yourself uh so it, basically it's still having issues registering so he's asking should i bend the long blade tip a little towards the rotating arm so engages it sooner or try to clean the leaf switch i would always I go both. with nah i would go clean first you're going to get into more trouble when you start bending contacts especially a lot Trying well, to fix what, I, stuff. what I see is if you look at the picture, which they show, he shows the leaf spring. If you look at the link that's actually moving the uh, the gate, the copper piece, it's a little bent already. I would bend that first straight mm-hmm. because that looks bent. So, and that I, would then contact the this, that this, would then contact contact the leaf switch sooner. So you wouldn't have to bend the leaf switch. I wonder, does the switch have a capacitor on it? Uh, like, I don't have see a capacitor? it in the picture. No, I don't see it in the picture. I would just use some uh, deoxit. That's what I use. And try cleaning the switch before I go too crazy with bending the shit out of everything. Especially if it's already making contact. Um, you, what you could also do is maybe not bend it, but shift the blades a little bit. So it's contacting a different part mm-hmm. of the nubs there. Sometimes oh, that helps. Uh, I love when I touch different nubs. <laughs> and in the end, you might have to replace the switch, but that's just some... Try that. Uh, it says, yes, Firepower 2 uses the same back box as Hyperball and I think Defender and Time Fantasy. Yes. Let's see. Regarding Ron's with... Regarding Ron's and problem... And Starlight. And Starlight? Yeah. Starlight? Or no. Star- no. Wait, Starlight doesn't use it. I thought uh, it did. because there's a- No. Firepower 2, Defender, Time Fantasy. There's probably another one, but I, Starlight has a regular back glass. Regular size back glass. Regarding Ron's problem with heat issues, don't recall which game it was, LEDs, at least in the inserts and back box, can definitely help. However, you can get a thermal camera for your mobile, for your mobile device. And no, see Starlight which- uses the... The different, it uses, uh, what's it called? The Almost like the... You're right, it's different, but it uses the... Space shuttle style. So a full back glass. 
It, no, it's not a full black glass. It has the black thing on the bottom. It's called uh, – yeah, like the speaker panel. But yeah, it's, the speaker panel is bigger than the normal speaker panels. Okay, you're half right. However, you could get a thermal camera for your mobile phone and see which component is generating the most heat. Mm. Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Freiburg Library has books. He said uh, his visit to Allentown, he paid a woman to get into the show, so it wasn't you, Bruce. Oh, so he's he, not that privileged. So he did not have the privilege of uh, being checked in by Bruce. No. Oh, my. Thank you, sir. Let's see. Next. Uh, info from Bruce at RPC. Okay, this is from John. Hi, John. He starts with a he starts with a Beavis and Butthead quote. Okay, that's always a good start. Beavis, you're going to keep talking about loogies, and I'm going to be too busy swinging around my gigantic schlong. Mm-hmm. I remember that line. Hello, STP men. It sounds like we have a disease, doesn't it? <laughs> STP men. John from Seattle here. I'm hey, a member of the new Northwest Pinball Collective. Here we have over 20 games at the Sanctuary of the Silver Ball. The collective came together at the beginning of this year, and I believe we have grown to around 60 members. We have weekly tournaments and bi-weekly Tech Tuesdays, all in an inclusive, welcoming, and respectful environment. Can Bruce talk more about the Rochester Pinball Collective, touching on how often the lineup changes, how on earth they always have multiples of the latest LE pins, and if there are special perks for members who contribute games? Thanks, and keep up the great and entertaining podcast. Do you have any members who actually have games there, or is it just all you guys? It's all us. So would you ever entertain that? Uh, no, because if there's a problem, like if a board blows up or anything like that, then we're on the hook. And I feel bad about that. We have five great owners who have excess of games, so we don't need any games, luckily. But we, how do we get all the LEs is because uh, we have a couple of uh, guys who like LEs in our ownership. <laughs> you have memory. some LE snobbage going on. <laughs> we do. If you notice... I had the old LEs when you can afford them. Now, forget about it. You can't afford these LEs. So, uh, luckily, Mark and uh, Brian and Jared pick up the slack. They've uh, bought a couple Mandos and a couple of uh, – uh, we only had one rush. What was the next one? Oh, we, what else did we have? You oh, two Godzillas. You know, Zach's not in on that category. No, no, no. He's he, not he got, an LE guy. I wonder he's if a pro guy. If there's but, any... he, but he does like the play of the rush LE better than – no, think, no, he, he likes Brush Pro better. He's getting he, – he, it all varies on certain things. It varies it on certain things. Well, I'd like to know what LE would he actually buy? What the hell kind of theme would he be into enough that he would actually consider an LE? Because hmm. his favorite, like his dream theme has already been made. And to him, it was a complete failure. And that's Pirates. Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. He loves the trilogy. That's what he watched growing up. Yep. And he was so disappointed when it literally had nothing from the movies in it. Yep, yep. So I don't know what else you would get for him. For yeah, me, know. at this point, it's Beavis and Butthead. That would, yes, me too. I, that would be an LE. But. Yeah, me too. That's it. Uh, or ELO. Oh, yeah, but that won't happen. Never happen. No. no. Uh, how often so- does the lineup change, Bruce? Uh, you usually try to replace at least one game a month. And sometimes, of course, for breakdowns and that kind of stuff, we have spare games in the back where we can actually rotate and switch out ready to go. Yes. Uh, at any given time, there is at least 
we always have at least 47 games in the building in the front area for customers to play. And in the back, we have between 20 and 25 games. Some are customers' games that we're repairing. Some of the games we have are our own repair games that we're trying to get up to snuff. And then some are, excuse me, projects, way big projects that are, you know, years off, but I can hide them. <laughs> yeah, there's so many games in the, the back rooms. The back Ooh. rooms. I know. We have four back rooms. Oh, my. Yes. And uh, you saw the wall down, didn't you? We tore down a wall. I didn't notice. You didn't notice? I somehow didn't notice that. I thought of that later when I was back there. Like, didn't they tear down a wall or something? Did you notice the doorway between the biggest room in the back, the main repair room, going down the hallway? There's no door there anymore. I didn't remember there being a door there. There was a door there. Okay. Well, it's gone now. Good. It's gone, and it's open. It's bigger, and we can actually move machines easier Mm. throughout the back area. Uh. But, you know, I, I love, you know, we've had, we've been open now for 14 months. And, of course, summer's always slow. And we are kind of different than most other pinball collectives because, yes, it's our own games and that kind of stuff. But we we allow people off the street coming in and paying. And that's what helps keep us going along. So we do have memberships where some of our members get bigger perks and better perks. But for mostly, it is people that are coming off the street, and I'm trying to make pinball more accessible to the masses. Okay. So it's not a country club atmosphere. Not a country club atmosphere. No, it's more like You're a, the shitty public course. Yes. <laughs> with, with quality games. With quality. So you're the good public course. Yes. We we have the guy from uh, Caddyshack doing our lawn services. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's in the hole! So thank you, John. Thank you, John. Let's see. Uh, Soren sent us an email, yes. and he's trying to take over for the Pinball Princess in full length of uh, mail. I saw this, and I was like, holy for holies. Holy for holies. He wants tech talk, and he's sick of waiting, so he is going to do some tech talk himself. So are you ready for some tech talk? I am always ready for tech I'm talk. I'm going to read every word, Soren. Are you ready? Hi, Slam and Tilt, and no editing, so if I keep screwing up, it's really going to be painful. It's awesome. Uh, I decided to look in-depth at the famous or infamous seven-blink boot-up and self-test of the Bally uh, 35-era games, i.e. also Classic Stern. Mm -hmm. For the fun of it, I wanted to know exactly what tests were carried out. This took me down a rabbit hole, studying data sheets, documenting the quirky responses. Lamps, display, sound that the games do when powered on, as well as finding an almost secret and unused feature of a certain range of games on this system. So here we go. Are you ready? I wonder how fast I can say all this stuff. In-depth rundown of the activity during the boot-up and self-test of the Bally System 35 pinball. Analysis on 8-ball deluxe, 3-ball. Chin ball. Yes, in the corner pocket. Assume identical. I see. see, see, This is the stuff I usually cut out, folks. Assume identical across the range, even for um, 17 games. Which are the earlier Valley games. 17 games. If and when a test fails, the program simply stalls on the spot. When a test succeeds, the LED is pulsed for 440 milliseconds before proceeding to the next test. There's some 
precise there. Not 441, not 439. (laughs) And ultimately to a track mode. Yes. Ready? Yep. Um, Hey, Stewie, can you help me with this one? Technical stuff sounds better when you say it. Certainly, certainly. Let's see. Bleak one. ROM test. Test ROM data in one kilobyte segments. A simple byte summation must equal hex FF. Only segments covered by installed ROM are tested. Three to five kilobytes depending on game. Three to eight. Three to eight. Isn't that what I said? No, you said five. Fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to be scolded by Lois for my language. Blink yes. 2. Main ROM test. Write and read back all values from 00 to hex FF to from each memory cell. 125... Oh, no, sorry. 128 bytes. You have a problem with 8 and 5, I guess. <laughs> I have a problem with byte sizes, obviously. Blink 3. NVRAM test. Write and read back all values from 0 to hex F to from most significant nibble. I love those nibbles, don't you, Bruce? Oh, yeah. The nibble is the high four bit. Each memory cell. This is done in two half the size segments to have a copy of the audits and settings when testing the segment they are in. This is made so clever that the audits and setting will survive the game being switched off in the middle of this test. 128 bytes is 4-bit data width, and 256 bytes as 8-bit data width, testing the full 8-bit width, on Stern MPU 200 games. Hmm? Wow, it's so much nicer when Stewie says it. I know, Stewie doesn't fuck up as much as you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Stewie, continue. The 4, Blink 4, okay. Blink 4, PIAU 10 test. Port B, test first. Reset, then set the control line. Write and read back values from 00 to hex FF to from the DDR, which stands for the Data Direction Register. This will change configuration of the port from inputs to outputs in low state. Reset and then set the control line. Write and read back values from 00 to hex FF to from the output register. As output, these values will be run on the port electronically, eventually ending up. Oh, I can't really edit that. Sorry. Eventually ending up as all in high state. Mm-hmm. Port B control line is the main lamp board strobe, which is active high, not edge triggered. As left active by this test, the activity on port A can activate lamp drivers. Which it usually does. Oh, you know this stuff, huh, Bruce? Yes, you see it all. Bloop, you, know, like for, you get a little millisecond of lighting going through. Okay. Port B is the switch inputs, but, but during this test, it will be configured as an output, first in low state and later in high state. This is not nice, as you are connecting two outputs together through closed switches, dip mm-hmm. switches, which uh, with strobe... Uh, no, with wait a minute. Switch with strobe. switch strobe being port A on the same PIA. What does PIA stand for, Bruce? Pain in the ass, which you are. No. (laughs) I think it's peripheral interface. um, What's the A? I don't know. I'm looking it up. Uh, Oh, peripheral interface adapter. Okay. But during the test, port A, the switch strobe, is not configured as an output yet. And what it is during the port A test later, port B is and remains until the seventh blink in high state. And no current will flow due diodes in the switch system. However, during port B test and when lines in low state, these will drive down port A lines for those with closed switches on that column. This can drive some lamps, feature lights, to be active. 
This is a rather peculiar thing, as the lamp's pulse, because of this, will change with various states of the playfield mechs and switches. Drop targets, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, port, wow, this is all still blink four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> port A, test second. Same procedure as for port B. Control line. Data direction register. Control line again. Output register. The test data or data, writ- I say data, written to port A will make the displays flicker briefly. This is made possible as the digit enable lines are held active by internal pull-up registers in the U11 PIA. Resistors, resistors, pull-up resistors. Uh, pull-up resistors. Even though these lines configured as inputs by default after reset, the test data written to port A will activate the lamp drivers. This is the reason why all lamps can be seen flickering during this test. When using LED bulbs, at least, incandescent bulbs will not respond much to the, stro- to the short, short pulses. pulses. That's Blink Holy 4. Holy shit, a lot of stuff happens at Blink 4. Let's see, Blink 5, by comparison, much shorter. Because it, but it's the same test, mostly. Blink 5, PIA U11 test. Same test as PIA U10. Again, start with port B after this port A is tested. The test data written in port B will post... Pulse momentarily solenoid number one at power driver board J2, uh, J1-3. I'll try that again. J2-4, J1-3. Very briefly. It will pulse all continuous solenoids. Flippers go active. Coin lockout coil buzzes. It will then send sound command hex 10 to the soundboard, which will then play the sound at set index. The test data written to port A will have no effect, as displays are blanked. Let's see, uh, the testing of the control line will turn on the LED. So the acknowledged Blink 5 on time is in fact 10% longer than the other ones. So it's 480 milliseconds. Oh, very good math. (laughs) Blink 6, timer input test. Clear timer interrupt status and wait until it is set again. Blink 7. Main power line zero cross detection test. Clear zero cross interrupt status and wait until it is set again. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Notes testing RAM with IO registers for the entire value range is excessive and it will not catch all possible problems. A faulty address bus, for instance. Mm-hmm. While Bally is the only ROM testing the address space of installed software, Williams was different. Williams system four through seven is testing across the entire ROM space, regardless of what is installed. And here's an interesting sound quirk. Did you know this, Bruce? No, I did not. And now, for the almost undocumented and likely very rarely used feature. The games featuring the Squawk and Talk soundboard have registers 20 and 21 enabled in the menu. Both registers range from 0 to 15. And these can be made to adjust the sound and speech volume of the soundboard, respectively, instead of the main volume control. The pot on the coin door and individual volume knobs on the board, volume knobs on the board itself. And if, if and when the soundboard is jumpered for this by moving jumper DD to CC and N to M, this feature is only hinted in the Bally game manuals. And the other mention of this that I've been able to find is a document on the soundboard made a while ago by Clive Jones. This is referenced in the old clay repair guides. Mm-hmm. So what this means, it looks like you can change the volume. Yes. Like via the board, like anything of the after uh, anything after uh, Electra that has the squawk and talk. Uh, no, there are a lot of games before Electra have squawk and talk. 
Uh, not Electra, I'm sorry, of uh, Xenon, sorry. Xenon. Xenon doesn't after, have a squawk Xenon, to talk. Xenon know, doesn't have a squawk. After Xenon. Uh, technically, it would be um, Flash Gordon. And not the first few Flash well, Gordons that still had the same sound system as Xenon. Xenon. Then yes. they went to squawk and talk because it was cheaper. I wonder yeah. if anybody has ever configured the volume control this way. It seems like a hassle to work on compared to just adjusting the uh, pot. Yeah. No sound played while in the menu to fine-tune it. Yeah, because you have to let it all reboot again if you're going to make a sound adjustment. Yeah, that would And then you don't know how loud it is. During the design of the Squawk and Talk board, the computer control volume controls were introduced as a feature for games to change this per game rules special effects. But this I have likewise never heard of. Hmm. I would like to hear reports if the computer control volume control was ever preferred or put to use. By the way, the uh, setting... Setting the value zero is the same as setting to 15 full on. Full on. Yours truly. It's like toning up the, fifth to the 11, man. You're, yours truly, Soren. Thank you, Soren. Thank you, Soren. There's some tech for you, man. Yeah, my brain is melted. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Smoke it. You didn't know Stewie was that technical, did you? I did not, but luckily he had a great teacher. So, uh... Other email from Frank, just letting us know that uh, the Dana Carvey and David Spade podcast had Mike Judge on it recently. Which is very cool. Thank you, Mr. Gaida. So um, did, you, did you know David Spade was in several Beavis and Butthead episodes? Yes, I did. Let's see. He was the check-in guy at Babes mm. or Us. Yes. He was Mr. Manners. And then he was Mr. Manners again in the second one he was in where they sell candy. <laughs> one of my favorite lines. They go to Mr. Anderson's house. You know, our school's making us sell candy. Yeah, we're losers. What <laughs> the hell kind of sales approach is that? You couldn't sell a dollar for 50 cents. <laughs> God, I love that. Oh, it's so great that it's back. Oh. Okay, quickly. We got repairs or no? Uh, mini Pinberg. Oh, yes. At RPC. RPC had a mini Pinberg. Yeah, and anyone but Zach was a fail. Yes. Thanks to me. Yes. I failed. Ron took me out. Yes, we ended up in a playoff to get into the finals, and I got to pick the game, and I picked Cheetah. As Why? Bruce was there, pick stars, pick stars, pick stars. Pick stars, pick stars. It's our fucking game. No. I, I want I want a skill-based game. Uh, so, says first the guy, ball, Says the guy who got like $2 million on it, and he's still pissed. Well, because Ron got $3.6 million. Yeah, I did. <laughs> But Ron went out first ball and just blew it up. You had, what, 1.6, I think, million? It was good. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, okay. I guess I got to do the same thing. And I came back on ball 1.2 million. (laughs) I was like, at least I'm close. Yeah. Bruce stuck with me. (laughs) I did. But I won in the end, and Bruce was eliminated. Yeah, and then he, of course, sucked against Zach and... Zach what? Again. No, no. There was mini Pinberg because we played three games per round. Yes. So we got to the third game. We'll, we'll just skip ahead. The third game was on Stargazer, and it was super close between all the players. It was me, Zach, Steph, and uh, Derek, who's from my area. Mm-hmm. So um, we, me and Zach were players three and four. Zach was player three. I was player four. We were we got ahead of the other with of of Steph and Derek, so it was gonna be between us who was gonna win. Um Zach kinda blew it up. He had over a million on, on Stargazer, but it's Stargazer. I have full confidence I could come back. And I did not on 
My last ball drained out, and Zach wins again. <sighs> I think we need a Raymond visit. Yeah, Raymond, can you come here and beat his ass? I'm so tired of him winning. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and the thing is, we, we streamed it mm-hmm. and probably had the best stream we've ever had as far as I yep, think we had issues with the play field cam. Maybe by one game, we made some adjustments. And for the Monopoly. most part... Monopoly was the hardest. Uh, no, it wasn't Monopoly this time. It was, it over, was Monopoly. No, no we, we it, was, had... it was over on the other side. <clears throat> the other side. When we were doing like a straight shoot or whatever that thing's called. Is oh, it yeah. in that same corner from hell? Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, uh, the Monopoly did have issues too. You'd actually okay. did break up. So it, it's getting better. It's yeah, probably the best one we've ever done, and no one watched it because because there was a <laughs> tournament going on at Imperium in Chicago that Fox Cities, I Tom Graf, was streaming, and they had everybody. There were like over a hundred people all day watching that tournament. We got up to like five, I think. Yes. <laughs> oh well, it's all about timing. Sometimes you know what I mean. Yep. But yeah, that that was a fail. There was also the Brisbane Masters mm-hmm. that happened, where uh, most of the tournaments were won by either Steve Bowden or Asher Lefkoff. I know. USA, USA. USA. Da- uh, Danny Peck won the uh, women's tournament. Yes, she did. And and there was other tournaments won by non uh, Escher Steve people, but I can't remember what they were. I, well, I noticed one of them was run by a, the guy who won it. He had UK after his name, so I assume he's not from Australia either. Mm. <laughs> So I think that's it for tournaments. Of course, Stomp is upcoming September 10th. Yes, September 10th. Uh, we have five people on the wait list. Which will probably be off the wait list when we expand it, because that's probably happening. Yeah, you've got to go expanding it for, though. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll expand it to what we need to expand it to. Yes, exactly. We, we, we yes. I throw my hammond in hall, and I just wanted to make sure we didn't have like 50 people coming here. 75 no. people to Ron's house. No. So quickly. So, but if prepares. you're still interested, if you're interested, oh, okay. put your name in that wait list. Put your name in that wait list. Where do they go? Facebook? Facebook. Book in the face. Slam Tilt Podcast. Oh, okay. Repairs. What do you got? Oh, I got a ton. So I guess we're going to be waiting. No. Okay. We got the games working now. The games. This is this is Gottlieb's The Games. The Games. And the displays if you, are all working now except for one. The one Br- digit. And Bruce is still waiting for somebody to give him a back I glass. I need a fucking back glass. <laughs> Mine is so bad, it's not even funny. All right. Uh, please, people. You know, whoever <laughs> finds it can come on. Mm-hmm. You can make fun of me. Ah. Uh- Wait a minute. So uh, other people, okay. So other people, we just say, if you want to be on, let us know. Yeah. But now but you're saying, you, no, you need to get us a backlash to get and on. And then, no, and then you can come on and make fun of me. No, no, anyone can come on and make fun of you. No, they can't. No, there needs we to be like a. Uh, we can it, edit that. That's oh, the beautiful thing. Okay. We leave that. No, in. I'm, I'm not doing editing anymore. I told you that. Yes, you are. So. This will what, drive you batty. What kind of. Uh, maybe you get. Um, uh, uh, you get a free day at Rochester Pinball Collective. Ooh, yes. Oh, and you get behind-the-scene tour, too. Behind-the-scenes tour, yes. Yes. There you go. And if you really you find me a perfect one, I'll bring you to my house and Zach's house, and you can check out our own personal home games. Wow. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, please come in my back room. Oh. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay, Bruce. Yes. We have our guest. Yes. He has joined. Hey, guys. We are worthy. How are you doing, sir? Good. What did you give the introduction this time, Ron, since you always try to screw me with it? Oops. Okay. (laughs) He does. He always. Our guest is the um, 
I guess you say runner of the Saratoga Pinball Show. He's a local pinhead in my area. Welcome, Adam Deutschman. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good. So, what are we going to talk about, Bruce? <laughs> We're going to talk about the Saratoga Show, what's coming up for next week, and what he has done in the past, and what is now coming to the show for this year. So, take it away, Adam. Give us your life story or, or a brief story. <laughs> okay. Yeah, always like your first question is always going to be, how did you get into pinball? Well, I was just a young lad <laughs> way back when. Um, yeah, so our, my local arcade actually had a, a whole lineup of pinball machines. So I got into pinball way back then. Um, but then after a while, they started disappearing. And then I kind of forgot about pinball for a while until the uh, pinball arcade app uh, surfaced. So then I got interested in pinball again and then figured out I could actually buy pinball machines and the rest is history. I like it. Short and sweet. How many games have you owned? Um, probably 100, 150. There you go. You beat Ron. Passed through my hands. Yeah. So how did the whole Saratoga pinball show thing get started? Because we've never really had any shows in this area before that one, as far as I can remember, at least since 2004. Yeah, so I had been going to uh, PinFest for a few years, and I really liked that, you know, having all the games there. You know, 200 some odd games to play all at once. Um, and then a couple years after that, uh, Pintastic started up. And I got to see that show evolve. And then I figured, hey, I could start a show. This this seems possible because I saw it unfold before my eyes. Um, so I, I asked people if they might be interested in having a, a small local show up in the Saratoga area. Um, and there was some positive feedback about that. So I started organizing it and... 2017 i kind of threw it together said come on bring your games we'll have fun and it started right then it was it was really great a lot of people enjoyed it not just collectors who brought their games but a lot of the participants and a lot of people at the ymca which is where the uh, the show is hosted and then uh, it continued from there until uh, COVID happened so uh, i took a break for a couple of years during COVID, and then here we are back in 2022, and the show this year is happening on August 12th and 13th. This upcoming weekend for when this this is released. So what, what kind of things can I look forward to seeing at the Saratoga Pinball Show? Well, right now we have uh, games from every decade from the 1930s through the uh, through uh, 2021. Um so there are two games from the 30s, uh, which are just little small kind of tabletop uh, style games. And then the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up. And one special game I'm bringing myself, where it was one of the early licensed games called Roy Clark Super Picker. Um, now that game never went into production. It was uh, it was made by Allied Leisure in 1977, and as far as I've been able to determine, there's only three known examples of that game. 
I'm guessing there are probably a couple more made as prototypes, but uh, nobody has really seen that game. So that game is going to be there on free play. Nice. Who was Roy Clark? Because then Allied Leisure had a cocktail with Roy Clark. Yeah. So a couple of years after uh, the full-size pinball machine was made, they made the cocktail machine. What did Roy Clark do? <laughs> was he a singer? He's a guitarist and singer. Oh, he's a guitarist. Yeah. Okay. And he was on uh, Hee Haw. Oh, so so that's as close as we got to a Hee Haw pinball machine. <laughs> kind of. I think they're – hold on. Now you got me thinking about this. Uh oh. Yep. So yes, this there is actually a- is a hee haw pinball machine. Oh God. Okay. That's what I thought. There is one. It was made by Chicago Coin in 1973, and it actually is the title hee haw. But is it based off the show, or is it literally just generic hee haw? Yeah, uh, it's it's like a show. Like it has a guy playing a guitar in the background, and a guy playing a harmonica in the background, and two girls. A guy and a girl. It's guy and a girl swinging, dancing. Yeah, that sounds like it's just generic. Like it's not off the show. I'm just telling you what it looks like, and let's see what the playfield. The playfield's even more generic. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. So, Saratoga Pinball Show, folks, come down, come come uh, this weekend. This upcoming weekend, I'll have this podcast out probably, maybe even today depending on how much I need to edit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm serious, No, Bruce. no, no. I'm, I'm no, serious. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the hee-haw. It oh. kind of reminds me with if you had two more bumpers, like pop bumpers, and without the doodle bug, it almost looks like a, a dipsy doodle. Okay. I didn't think we were going to be talking about hee-haw. <laughs> well, see? See what happened when you bring up uh, uh, Roy Clark? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um... So say I want to bring – say this comes out today. On, I want to bring a game to Saratoga. Where, where do I go? You guys have a website? Yeah, it's pinballsaratoga.com, and the show is happening at 290 West Avenue in Saratoga Springs, New York. So go to the site. I believe you can sign up there if you want to bring a game in. I'm sure you wouldn't turn anyone down if they wanted to bring more games in. The more, I'll the take more, uh, the anything anyone wants to bring, yeah. Yeah. How many shows are you going to see from the 30s all the way up to modern day? And Not I believe many. one of the 30s games is Fleet, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And you you want to play Fleet, folks. Trust me. Fleet is awesome. And Ron's bringing a game, right? I am bringing Alien Star. Okay. And, and Bruce is bringing a game. I'm bringing a game. You are bringing Hot Tip EM. Yes. The best version yeah. of Hot Tip. That's actually the first horse racing game at this show. I've been trying to get a horse racing game for a while at this show because it's in Saratoga. I didn't even think of that. You're right. Damn, there should be like Hot Tip EM, Hot Tip Solid State, uh, Nags. Um, yeah. Winner. Yeah, just get every game with a horse on it. That also, there is a Saratoga game called Saratoga. Mm. Saratoga. For those who don't know, Saratoga in this area is... is it's where the racetrack is. It's there's racing season. It's going to be racing season. It's the August place to be. I think was the, the marketing campaign. They probably still use it. I would assume that's what Saratoga is probably most famous for is the racing, but we're going to make it more famous for pinball. Yes, we are. <laughs> of course. All right. Um, so if you're going to go to the show and you're not going to bring a game, how much does it cost? And then when is it open? Uh, it's $15 at the door each day. 
Um, and it's open on Friday from noon to 10 p.m. and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. And what else are gonna, people going to be able to do? Is there a tournament? Is there vendors? What do we got so far? Yes, there are some uh, flea market vendors there. going to be selling parts and collectibles and odds and ends. There's also going to be a pin golf tournament on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4.30. Probably take about 90 minutes to complete uh, a round of that. And then afterwards, there are finals. Nice. Excellent. So that's the Saratoga show. Be there or be square. Yes. So Adam, want to stick around here? We're going to talk about news. Oh, sure. Are you are, News are you... of the month. Adam, we actually sent a um, a format to, which we never send formats to anybody. <laughs> so I'm honored. Uh, so what do I got here? Well, let's talk about. Uh, wait a second, Adam. Adam, I didn't even get the format, but you got it. How's that? How's yeah, that make yeah you first feel? didn't even get the format. I like him dumb. He's better when he's dumb. Insider connected home team. Did we all I see can this? Take one for the team now at home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they came out with. Uh, updates for every single LCD game. Yes. To implement this new feature called the home team. So what what it basically is, is you can scan your QR code in and then just add yourself to your own home team. So it's basically the games in your collection under your name. Mm -hmm. And so any games you register that are under your name are part of the home team. So you can just hold the left flipper button in and the home team members will come up like anyone who's scanned in and you can have up to, what is it? Eight, eight. or is it four or eight, 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 home, eight and eight. Okay. Eight home team members. Yeah. I, I love this idea. I just, because I don't have to scan in anymore. And I'm really curious if you could get this to work on a game that doesn't have a scanner. I actually can't get a definitive word on this. You know what I mean? Oh, like if you have the game on the networked, but yeah. you don't have it. Yes. When you get an insider connected kit, it's basically a, it's a, a dongle, a Wi-Fi dongle, an SD card that literally you just put in, I guess it's, it's just blank. It just writes to it. And then you get like the apron and a node board thing for the, the scanner. So I'm wondering if if you have the dongle and the um, the SD card, do you need the uh, node board and the scanner? I don't know. Well, you have to initially scan in somehow. Yeah. What do you yeah. yeah, you need at least one game that has a scanner, which in my case is like Rush. But I have um, my Deadpool, Star Wars, and uh, Jurassic Park. If I just got Wi-Fi dongles and SD cards for them, could I get, you know, I should be able to, I would think I could get them on Insider Connected. Or is there something where it requires you to have the node board in the scanner? Probably requires the node board in some way, so it actually knows that it's active on the game, I'm yeah. assuming. Well, we're going to find out. Because <laughs> I have the SD card and dongle on the way. Oh, boy. So I'm going to see if it works. See, that would be awesome if it worked, because then you would not have to buy the kit. And that would then cut off profit for Stern. Yes. So it'll never happen. So it probably needs the uh, yeah node board, but I don't know. I'm going to try it out. We'll see what happens. What's the worst so that what can it, happen? It's cheap. 
the dongle's cheap. The card is cheap. Just put it in. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. So what's going to happen with all these other code updates that they did? Did they change anything else besides just the Insider Connected? A lot of games did have bug fixes. Beatles had a um, classic mode added to it. Yes. So you can play Sea Witch on Beatles. No multi-ball, no nothing. Just plain old Sea Witch. Sea Witch turns off the, the record, the spinner. It turns yep. off all that stuff, and literally you're playing Sea Witch, which is pretty cool. Yes. Um, see what else. Uh, well, Godzilla and Rush had actual full updates. Yes. Like the yeah, enhancements, bug fixes, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I looked, if you look through the release notes, a lot of the other games, there were bug fixes in a lot of yep. the other games, too. Plus, it upgrades the OS. So I think it's yes. worth it anyway. If you have one of these games, keep the operating system with the latest and grace version. Just for stuff like when you turn it on, like some of the operating system enhancements they did, not on this one, but um, recent ones where like you turn the game on and it shows you a graphic on the screen as it's booting instead of just nothing. nothing. You know, <laughs> little things like that where it actually tells you startup in progress, this kind of stuff that it, it didn't say before. Yeah. And these are the programmers you don't hear about, the ones who work on the base OS stuff. So, you know, give them some love. Upgrade your game. Yes, we, we applaud you. <laughs> so what do you think of Insider Connected, Adam? Well, it sounds, sounds really interesting. Uh, seems to eliminate a, a common annoyance. So that's always a good thing. And it does eliminate it. Like I've been trying it. Like You just hold the left flipper button in. There is a little issues that I see they, they probably need to work out in that. Like on, on Rush, if you game sitting around for a while and you hit the flipper, it makes a funny quote, right? A lot of games do that. The problem is if you hit the left flipper button down and hold it down, that's how you get this to come up. It makes a sound. So the sound, it, it, it like you'll hear the funny quote start and then the sound will go over it. So you can't hear what they said. They might want to, oh. they might want to work on that one. Let's see. Uh, what else? Multimorphic. They had uh, some price increases. It looks like. No, and some further. They finally, they finally get a good game, and now we're going to increase the pricing. Probably because they're selling so many of them, and they can't keep up with demand. So now they're going to increase the price. That's what I yeah. would figure. Yeah, I mean, I know they were still trying to hire more workers. They're they're doing the kits, but I guess the issue is like the full machines. platforms, the full machines are having issues getting those done. How do you think that's going to go, Bruce? Not good. I I can see the the writing on the wall. Future like, uh, here comes the train wreck. Here it comes. I figure Bruce would be the doom and gloom. So, do you agree? It's it. They need more workers yeah, see, and stuff. See, but he's like, yeah, he's trying to be the PC guy. I'm just a doom and gloom. Here comes shit. <laughs> uh yeah. It's it's always the, the biggest hurdle is always production. Actually making the things. And they have the same issue that like Jersey Jack had. It's help getting yes. enough people to put the games together. So I don't know. We'll see. Like you said, I'll be PC here. I won't say anything. You're no fun. I'm no fun. You ever played any of the multimorphic games, Adam? Yeah, a couple of times it shows. What do you think? Um, from a technological perspective, they're they're really interesting games. Um, I like the platform they're built on. I like the Ability to switch out module game modules, 
Um, but from a gameplay perspective, I find the uh, the LCD quite busy for me. Okay, I liked. I actually liked. Uh, what is it? Heist. Heist, I like a little more than Weird Al. The problem with Weird Al is it has those side flippers, which I like that there's side flippers there, but I can't see them. Yes, like the ball comes down, I have no idea when to flip. It's so weird. I've never had. We have a side flipper. It's like if a if it'd be like if. On uh, Demo Man, that, that flipper had a plastic that just went over the entire thing, so you couldn't see the flipper. So you had to guess like when to actually flip when it was coming through. Flip, flip don't flip. It's just weird. Don't flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. A Spinal Tap. We have an actual date that it's going to debut. It's going to debut at an Australian event <laughs> on September Surprise. 17th. Which is a surprise, because I know the guy who owns the company is Australian, but the games are all made in Taiwan. Yeah. Um, Not Taiwan. Or it's China. No, it's Taiwan. I thought it was Taiwan. It no, I thought it was China. Uh, th- okay. Uh, there we go. Our listeners can please email us at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com to tell us whether it's in Taiwan or China. Okay. Oh, we didn't do this shit yet. Um, you know, Bruce, you were talking about the Rochester Pinball Collective earlier. I'd really like to go there. Where is it? It's at 349 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, New York, on the second floor, uh, suite number 2965. So, Adam, when are you going to the Rochester Pinball Collective? I don't know. I haven't been to Rochester in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting the guests on the spot. What, why haven't you visited yet? Why haven't you? It, it, you are right, Taiwan. Ron is right for Oh, once. I'm right. Okay. So you can go to the Museum of Play while you're there, if you like yeah, museums. I've, yes. I've driven past it once. <laughs> you've driven past it. <laughs> uh, so what do we think of Spinal Tap? We think it's going to be any good? No. No. <laughs> so if you were a big Spinal Tap fan, this would really suck for you, the fact that they're uh, making it, it. It will sell to maybe somebody who doesn't know pinball, loves the movie. That'll be it. It will be a bomb. Okay. You you heard it here. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> Why are you not going to argue? I Yeah, I'm not going to argue. I, any company where the owner is like, oh, no, we're not really advertising for the game. We'll leave that, we'll leave that up to the distributors. Like, okay. That's a weird marketing approach. Yeah, he's just he's just he's interesting. Yes, um, like I, I didn't want to put an LCD on it, but you know you have to show the movie clips, so uh, you know. I gotta do that. You know, I hate my customers. <laughs> I uh, want to be in the 21st century. Nope, still using the 20th century stuff. Sounds like me. Yeah, it sounds like you. I'm sp- it's not incandescent. Bulbs yeah, it should in be all thing. incandescent bulbs in there. That would be great. <laughs> uh, Queen. Queen. They announced the pricing and everything. Did we did we see this? We did not. You did not. Very good, Bruce. Good preparation. Adam, H- did, did you see any of the pricing? Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't see pricing. See? Oh. <laughs> all right. What were the prices, Ron? Uh, the prices were, and this is from, uh, I, I rip all our news off from Nap Arcade. So hi, Nap Arcade. Hi, Nap Arcade. Yeah. So it's going to have, uh, this is, it's basically the same game that was shown. It was at a, what, a pop-up store in England. Yes. It was completely unplayable. It was just sitting there. And um, it's going to be all live tracks. So even though it's so weird, it's like the band, they're going to have Brian May and um, 
Roger Taylor sounds like we're going to be in the game. So they obviously got permission for everything, yet they can only use the live versions. Mm. You know, when you have actual members of Queen, I wonder if it's a deal where they don't own all their stuff or something. I, I, it's just weird why you would do that. But, and it's, if from what I remember, it's basically two concerts. It's the Wembley one and the Montreal one. Which is known for everybody. That's the last two, you know, released ones from the 80s. So, 86 and 85. Uh, no, no. The Montreal one is from 1981. It's probably it? the, it's probably the best concert they have at first quality. Freddie sounds absolutely spectacular. It's got a great set list. It's their last concert they ever did as a quartet before they added the fifth guy who you hardly ever saw. <laughs> he was just like, you know, you hear the piano, but Freddie's like singing and like, wait a minute, who's playing the piano? And, and they just would never show them like really kind of off camera. They did it at Live Aid, too. If you, if you uh, crazy little thing called Love, yeah, Freddie's on the guitar, but you clearly hear piano, and you see the guy like for a brief second. But they're using that show. It used to be called uh, We Will Rock You, and then they later named it uh, Montreal. There's a great story behind it. I won't get into it. But and then, then the other one is, yeah, the Wembley one from 86. So they're going to be using those two concerts. The prices are, and they're supposed to ship through the first quarter of 2023. The and God, the, the names. So the regular edition is called like the Champions Edition. God, I'm getting douche chills already. Nine thousand two hundred ninety-five dollars. Holy fuck! And then there's the Champions Edition, which would be ten thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Plus, it's got to be shipped from Europe. I mean, it's going to be made. It's going to be made by the Italians at Petretti. Uh, permission to be very rude and vulgar. Uh, sure, sir. Uh, you probably have to edit this out. <laughs> yes, we will edit that out, Bruce. <laughs> yes. Okay. Damn it. You're such an <laughs> asshole. Now I got to fucking edit. You see what this guy does, Adam? To me, like I told him, I don't want to edit, and then he literally says something I have to edit out. <laughs> <sighs> okay, note. Note here at this time. Okay, so Bruce made me make an edit because he's an asshole. <laughs> but yes, um, it's interesting. It's it's, it's, it's dollars for a pinball machine that a company's had problems keeping quality up. Well, is plus they've scary. never they're they're doing highways games. I mean, they did Alien. Queen was done. I mean, the playfield was done by Barry Ausler and what's his name? Sanders, the guy who also got co-credit on Alien. Yes. And so this is an existing playfield, and they're doing it. I think it was wide. Wasn't a wide body originally? So they've scrunched yes. it up a little bit, but they're they're using the scraps of Highway to do these games. So after this is done, like, what do they have? They'd actually have to come up with something new. We actually have to fix it. We have to make our own things. Wow. They'd actually have a, you know, I, I would ask Adam, have you ever played queen? Maybe you were in England during the one <laughs> no, time no, it was yeah, there I and saw it. No. Have you ever played uh alien? Yes, I have. What do you think? Of alien? Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It has some interesting features, uh, and, and of course, you know, there's a theme. Of course, um, everybody likes Alien. I will say one thing about the home pin game. It's not a home they're gonna, pin. 
They're gonna have a bell in it. It's not home. Wait, well, okay, home pin or the Pinball Brothers game? Uh, home pin. I just see it now. Oh, spinal. Actually, so you're back to Spinal Tap. Yes, I'm back to Spinal Tap because I'm seeing all this shit that they're doing. Oh, so it's gonna have a bell. A bell. Man, he really and a knocker. He is back old school. Yeah. See. Okay. So yeah, the the art package is on Queen is not. It just looks weird. John Deacon looks really weird in the back. Oh, yeah, he's the worst one. He looks like uh like a some kind of clown thing going on here. I, I it's just very weird. We'll see. I'm I'm sure we'll see him here someday. Who knows? We might see them at a future Saratoga show. <laughs> see what I did there? Yes. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's see. What else do we got? Um I think we mentioned the Gary Stern interview earlier. Yes, we did. Did you hear any of the Gary Stern interview, Adam? Yeah, I did. You did? Excellent. Was it the usual sales pitch? Pretty much. Okay. Because I didn't really hear it. I heard highlights from it, but it sounded like he just did the usual. We have this much percentage of the industry, you know, whatever the latest game is, it's my game. and It's the best game ever. Yeah. I think they asked him, is there any other companies that make games? And he kind of mentioned, well, there's some in Europe. <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. See, that's that's see, see, Jack. That's how you do it, Jersey Jack. That's how you you just you know. I like Jack's way of doing it. Oh, what? Just just calling out. Fucking call it out. Just call it out. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, you're by saying there's companies in Europe, and you're not one of those companies in Europe. Guess what? That's where the bitterness will come from. Okay. Let's see. They're going to do another. Uh, heads up tournament, the Stern yeah, Pinball the Invitational. Invitational yeah, the Chicago Invitational, where we have local Chicago people battle for a game. Even though they asked everyone in the world to send in videos and to highlight yourself. Even though the, like the, have, uh, the same guy has been in like three of them now. Three of them. There's one that's been three, one that's been two, and then we have... Keep going until you win one, I guess exactly. is how it goes. And, and oh, they got both sharps in it, including I the know. one that works for Stern. Exactly. What the fuck? So how is he going to win? I, I want a brand new Stern Godzilla from my own company. Yeah, I, this is being really douchey now. They sh- they didn't take one person, anybody's videos. Like, they didn't even like a semi-finalist list or a finalist. They just went, yep, uh, who's who's available from this week from Chicago? You know, hey, we can all pick our same day. The thing is, it looks like it's going to be another... Where they're not actually playing each other, they're just filming everyone individually yeah, and editing all together again. I'm so over that. Yeah, this is this is getting old. That was guys. like a COVID thing, and they're still doing it. I I know why they're doing it because they can edit everything, do their own narrative, control everything. But no one's actually playing each other. No one even knows if they've won or not. Exactly, it's just so bad. I mean, what do they do? Do they like film people's reaction? Okay, pretend you won here and do a. You might win, you might not, but do a reaction so we can edit it in later. Like, how does that work? Uh, I, I just they the the thing that upsets me is don't ask for everyone's videos. And hey, who, who unless nobody sent in videos, that's the only. Maybe if they said, hey, you know, we didn't get much video feed this time, we had to go back to the original people. I don't no problem with it, but I knew at least four or five people who sent in videos. They've actually emailed me or, or PM'd me and said, like, what the fuck's going on with this? And I'm like, yeah, I know. So they had people emailing in video, you know, the videos and about personality. And there's some of these people are very personable people. 
Did, and, our, did our Zach send one in? No, 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 no. They, no, he did. They said he was too excitable. They can't have too him in excitable, there. Excitable boy, they all said. <laughs> but, yeah, just stop making this fucking Chicago Invitational crap. Not playing against each other. It's pretty lame. It, it's it's for video content at this point. Yeah, more and, more, and more than what, it is actually you know, someone winning something. Because they're not playing against each other. They literally don't and, know if they've won or not. And they're not playing – and people who have played in it before, give somebody else a chance. Not just, hey, you know. Well, Billy, they did. What are you guys they doing did. The Sharp Brothers are there now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wonder – they're going to do that at least – I hope someone told Josh, like, okay, be as animated as possible. Swear constantly. Kick the machine. Throw your water bottle at it. Go crazy. Yeah, just go all out that. if it's going to be entertaining. Just go all out. Go all out. Just, I, I don't understand it. You ever see any of those uh, heads-up tournaments, Adam, where they put the games next to each other and they have to do different goals and whoever gets their first wins? No, I, I don't really pay too much attention to the tournament circuit. Most of what I know is from you guys. <laughs> no, my. Well, what in a typical heads-up tournament, they have, let's... Uh, Two what, machines right next what, to each you, other. You have a Terminator 2. I know you have a Terminator 2. So say they have two Terminator 2s next to each other, and the goal is super jackpot. Or it could, uh, let's make it fastest, easier. Jackpot. Fastest, fastest, yeah, fastest to a jackpot. And they both start at the same time. Go. And they literally have the camera, like the, the games are side by side, and, you, and whoever gets it first wins. It's probably one of the easiest. It's a pain, yes, to, it's probably, it's a pain to set up video-wise, but it's the easiest thing for anyone to understand. Yeah, but when they, do this, when they do this one... Because it started during COVID, they didn't want people in the same room and stuff, so they would just film everyone doing the challenges by themselves and then edit it together with someone else doing the challenges and edit it like they're in the same room together at the same time when they're not. And I think they're, they're still going to do that with this one. And it seems just crazy. Like, I want to see actual people playing each other. So the people don't even know if they've won or not by the end of it. Huh. It's just, yeah. And it's, it's done for video content it was on ocho wasn't it espn ocho eventually yeah the 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 last one the ocho was on yesterday too the ocho the ocho was on yesterday all right i i think we actually got through everything bruce wow i got one more bit you got one more bit well we got to do one for adam because we do this with every guest yes (laughs) And you, you have to Game be honest, like. and you can't say, like, oh, I don't hate I don't anything. Like yeah. <laughs> game you like, game you hate. All right. Um, game I like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Why do you like it? Well, I like the movie. Of course, there's the theme, you know. <laughs> um, the shots are fun. Groot is fun. Some of the rules on the game are fun. So I enjoy it. Okay. Now, game you hate, the fun one. <laughs> uh, laser ball. Laser ball. Is that like oh, the yeah. is that the wide body, like Williams yes, one? Yes, you lost Zach. Yeah. Zach, you lost Zach now. <laughs> so you hate it because it sucks? Uh, it's so slow and, and just, oh, it's so big and wide and open. There's nothing to do on that thing. Oh, I love it. I love the, you can feel the pain. Just in the state. <laughs> this, oh, the cringe. Is that the one that has the rollovers that are like um, pins? Because it was supposed to be a bowling theme yeah. originally. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's got nice backlash, though. I think the art is decent. But yeah, it's quite wide open and boring. That it is. We approve. 
So, Bruce, you had something. Yes. Uh, would you or would you not buy that? So this is, uh, if you've never experienced this, Adam, this is where we go on eBay. And Bruce is going to give a eBay auction number. And you're going to type it up top where it says search for anything. And then we're going to say whether we'd actually buy it or not. Yep. And I got three today. Three. So we have three and then we'll call it an episode. So uh, you go to eBay. Our ticket number is 314-084-971-486. Oh. Okay. This is a prospector, a sonic prospector. Laurel and Hardy, it says, of course. Machine works clean. $450. $450. I mean, looks there's like only... Me. Yeah. There's one picture. Backlash looks good. Playfields don't wear, so it's just more cabinet issue if you have a cab- bad cabinet. Looks like the back box may have been repainted a little bit. So $450, guys. I wish there was more than one picture. Of course. But I guess it's $450. I mean... For a good EM. No rubbers on the bats. It clean and works great with no rubbers on the bats. Okay. Would you buy this? I might. I would. I mean, I already have one, but it's... I know that. I would. (laughs) It's in Port Washington, New York. The only thing is the seller has no feedback. They've never sold anything or bought anything. But it's, I mean, local pickup, so... Yeah, so, and there's you know 40 watchers there. right now, so there's lots of <laughs> other people who think it's a good deal too. Yep. I mean, it looks like where you can make an offer. Make an offer. Okay. Bucks, you know, yeah. You, you have a game and go. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good deal. Yeah. Ready for the next one? Yes, sir. Ticket number one four four six six five one seven four. Four five four. Bally Star Trek Pinball. The original Kirk Bones Spock McCoy Trekkie. What a weird description. <laughs> Good lord. Um it's a Star Trek. Uh, is it just a back glass or is the the whole game? Okay, there we game. go. Pictures. Okay, we got pictures. Back glasses off. Yeah, the, the yeah, the top glass is actually off this time. Uh the play field isn't like you don't look at it and say, Oh my god, look at that wear. It's got some wear. It's got some wear, but it's not like, oh my god, I can't see any of the art. Yeah. It's got a new CPU in it, new uh all uh, older all tech actually, but it's still an all tech. Okay. Cabin, it looks okay. I, I like I like the Klingon ships on the cabin, and I always like that. Has a new rectifier board. It's one thousand dollars. Well, that's the game. that's the current bid. That's not the yeah. Uh, there's no bid. Oh yeah, no, there's nine bids on it. Yes, there's nine bids on it. It's good for one more day. So Ron's gonna get this out fast. And this is in uh, Essington, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh, by the way, uh, the previous time we played this game, there was a item that was in um, Spokane, Washington, and I called it Spokane. I noticed it when I did the edit. 
like, oh man, I totally butchered that. But no one said anything. Yeah, but I did. When? Spokane. No, when we had our chat afterwards, you said you brought it up, and I said I said Spokane. Okay. So for thousand thousand dollars in today's market, if it works, you really like Star Trek. Displays work. Everything, sure. You know. Yeah. Sure. I Come on, Bruce. It. You're <laughs> ruining this. You're supposed to give us like crap. Oh well. Hold on. Hold on. Last one. Yeah. Three three four. Five two one. Seven six one. Seven one one. This could be another winner. Oh, Flight 2000, near perfect condition in Greenwich, 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 Connecticut. Greenwich, Greenwich. The W silent? Yes. Let's see. Wait, it's got a video. Oh, it's got a video. Nice. I mean, four seconds of it booted to show you. Yes, it boots. This is better than nothing. Yeah. Um. Leafing looks pretty good. Yeah. What the hell are you doing, Bruce? Uh, It does have clownage. It has a little clown LED. Okay, clown LEDs. You can always fix the clown Clown LEDs. And it has the wrong flipper bats on the the flipper, on the two bottom flippers. It does. Oh, yeah. So... But the play field in the center is pretty nice for usually a well, blown it's, out. It spent the last 40 years in someone's basement, which means it was on location for two years, and then the rest of the time was in someone's house, if you, you yeah. do the math there. I bought it five years ago, and it sat in my basement, never used. I love how the one ball sitting on the 4X insert in one picture. So <laughs> it's And it has the wrong – the drop targets are – Definitely reproductions because they are have bad. The one three numbers are really oh that they're not even the right numbers. No, they're terrible. Um, fifteen hundred dollars working working again in this market, and that's the current bid. But yeah. still, okay, maybe if I was in more into flight two thousand, yeah. But yeah, and it will not accept the return. <laughs> but i like the video the video at least shows you like hey it's booted booted you know 28 watchers and two bids i got 30 watchers here does that mean two joined uh, or it's probably you two it's you two it's probably you two yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i reloaded yeah, the page the let's 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 reload the page here let's see now 30 okay I think you have to you have to add to watch list. So that means yeah, two people literally added themselves to the watch list as we were looking at this. Yep. And All right. It has, uh, it's got time, four days. So you'll be able to see this when so, Ron releases his video. Yeah. I got three good ones. You got three good ones, Bruce. So, you know, there may still be things out there for you. There's some, and there's out there. They're out there. All right. So if you want, you, you could buy that. You can buy that game. Bring it to Saratoga. Yeah, you stole my line. Yes, and you can bring it to Saratoga. <laughs> we think too much alike there. Yes, you you can buy all three of those that we just put out and bring them to Saratoga. And Bruce will yes. give you a uh, hug. hug. There you go. I'm tapping. He's tapping. Bruce has to say goodbye. Goodbye, boys and girls. Bye, Bruce. Bye, Bruce. See you later. So Bruce goes bye-bye. So it's just me and you, Adam. Let's talk about Bruce behind his back. (laughs) No.
I don't think I've actually met Bruce in person. You will get to meet him this upcoming weekend. So, uh, see what else? Um, one more note I want to make. Wayne Nyans passed away at 104, I think a day after his birthday. He did close to 180 games. He was probably the last living wood rail designer that was still around. So I would um, highly recommend check out the, um, the pinball show from the pinball network. I think the first 10 minutes they do a thing on, uh, on Wayne that I, I can't do justice. So I would just say, listen to that. They do a little synopsis about him. So remember, you got to pay homage to the, uh, the designers of the past. I'm sure Wayne was like designing 10 games a year or some like insane amount. That seems crazy now when you think about that many games. Well, they were a lot simpler back then, too. Yeah. You know, they delay out. You wonder at the end of the year, he's like, oh, I did 10 games. How many do, do I think are, like, really awesome? And how many are like, eh, not as good? Because I know he thought, I think one of the stories is somebody told him, they, they used his game, I think it was Continental Cafe, as the base to do the, the Wonelli game, which has subsequently been Primus and Paps Can Crusher and all that. And then when they told him that, they were like, he was like, Really? That isn't even one of my better games, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> it's like that game kind of sucked. Why would you use that as a base? Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Someone is bringing a showboat to the Saratoga show. That was one of the, one of Wayne's games from uh, 1961. But that'd be one of his later games when he'd already been in the industry over 20 years at that point, and that's in 1961. Think about that. He did like his first game. Like in 1937 or some just insane. It wasn't even what Gottlieb was like pre before he was even with Gottlieb, which is just insane, absolutely insane. And it proves one thing: when you're in the amusement industry, when you're all about having fun, you can live to be 100 years old. I'm telling you, <laughs> between him and like Steve Kordak, I'm convinced that's the key. That's the key to long life: is making pinball machines, having fun. So I'll leave it at that. Anything else about Saratoga Show, Adam? Um, I think you better covered it. I mean, just come down, have a good time, play away. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be there. The Slam Till Podcast will be there. Adam will be there. Anyone who's anyone will be there. All right. This has been episode 191 of the Slam Till Podcast. I'd like to thank Adam again for joining us. Oh, thank you, Ron. And um, we can be reached at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website at uh, www.slamtillpodcast.com. All our links are in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, thanks to all the people out there in our clusterfuck, Isaac, uh, fun with bonus, etc. The usual spiel. Thanks, everybody. Oh, man, what am I going to do? Bruce is gone. I can't do my line. <laughs> What's your line? Well, I always say, you know, say goodbye, Bruce, and then he says something, and what am I going to do here? Well, you know, I think I'll use the power of editing. So, hey, say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Michael Wynn.
All right. I don't believe he did that stupid comment. Now I got to friggin' edit that. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. Oh. Why did you do that during the podcast? <laughs> oh. You sound better. Your voice is lower. It sounds better when you do it. Oh my. Oh my. 